Welcome to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes, a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Amid, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Mike leads us verse by verse through the Bible and shares with us the impacting truth of God's Word. Be sure to stay tuned until the close of our program to hear about some exciting news and special offers. We'll also tell you how you can obtain a full-length copy of this entire message. And don't forget, you can always catch up on Mike's teaching on our website at ccmit.org. We're currently going through the book of Luke in a series titled, The Uncommon Gospel. So grab your Bible, turn up the volume, and follow along with us. Here's Pastor Mike. Turn your Bibles to Luke chapter 8 is where we find ourselves this morning. Luke chapter 8 is we just go through the book of Luke, verse by verse, chapter by chapter. You guys ever shared the gospel with a friend and it just felt like it was bounced right off of him? You know, nothing's happening. You're like, this is a waste of time. It's not the seed that's the problem. It's the sower and it's the soil and it's the devil. You see, guys, we're in a spiritual battle and you have to realize that the way that we plant seeds is break up the ground, cover and peat moss and water and it will grow. But we just think, oh, if I just tell them that they're going to hear, but they don't have ears to hear. And so you have to pray and break up the fallow ground through prayer. God, open their hearts. God, soften their hearts. God, work their ground. Break up the concrete in their hearts. And you pray. You cover it in prayer. You pray to break up the ground, and then you cover it in prayer. After you give this, the seed, you, you cover it in prayer. It's, it's the work of God. You guys don't have the seed in you other than what's been put in you by the Holy Spirit, and it has to be God's work. We can't make people be born again. It doesn't matter how much you argue or complain or encourage or, or whatever. You're never going to do it. It's the work of God. And yet Satan is not going to give up his slaves that easy. He doesn't want to let go of them. And so we have spiritual warfare to do. We have to realize we're in a spiritual battle. But, verse 13, the ones on the rock are those who, when they hear, receive the word with joy, and these have no root, who believe for for a while, and in time of temptation they fall away. So when someone's a stony ground here, they have no root in themselves. This person has no depth of commitment. They have no heart towards repentance. And, and I often see this, you know, perhaps their root, uh, their reason for faith is their friends. Well, I go to that church because my friends go there to church. So I made that commitment or I said that stuff because my friends said it. And it's just the popular thing to do. The, maybe it's the church experience or the personality of the pastor or family. And when things go wrong, when temptation comes, promised trials of persecutions and things that we're going to have as Christians, They're offended, and they quickly fall away. This is a person who didn't have a proper motivation for believing. I I see this in a lot of people when they make professions of faith over the years because they liked a person. I like her, so I like Jesus. Or I like him, so I like Jesus. I remember years ago there was a guy who he came to church for a couple of years because he liked the girl, and then she dropped him like a hot rock. And he was kind of stuck with... Am I really a believer? And he ended up getting saved. He confessed to me, I'm not a believer. I've just been kind of going along with the flow. And so he got saved. But that doesn't always happen. Oftentimes they just go away. This person didn't have the proper motivation for believing. This is sad. 
this is what we know is a false convert, you know, and this is what the Bible talks about when it talks about false converts. And I think the church is full of these types of people today. I just hope that's not your dirty secret, that you're not here because you have the wrong motivation for believing. He describes the thorny ground here, verse 14. Now the ones that fell among the thorns are those who, when they heard, go out and are choked with the cares and riches and pleasures of life and bring no fruit to maturity. So this is a person who's just like the stony ground here. They they show, they start to grow up, you know, look like there's something there. And they stay within the church. This is the problem with this person is they don't just run away. They're just kind of hanging out there, but they never have any fruit that's really shown. Now, with expositional constancy, we can pull from John 15, where Jesus says that, you know, I'm the vine, my father is the vine dresser, and then that some are going to be, if they bear no fruit, he's going to cut them down and throw them into the fire. This person hears the word, it takes root, they know the truth, but they're stuck on their butt. But I don't want to give that up. But I'm so busy. But I have to make a living. But I love the world more than I love Jesus. And I think all of us, to some degree, have those things in our lives. You know, maybe you are bearing fruit, but there's those doors. Those, you know, Jesus has moved in, but there's some doors that you haven't let him. I mean, you're not going in that room. There's no reason for you to go in there and look in that, Jesus. It's keeping that door shut. It's filled with weed, you know, <laughs> or, or something, you know, right? <sighs> Satan wants you to be focused on this life and what he has to offer. He doesn't want you to be set free. Don't let that be your dirty secret. Verse 15, he says, But the ones that fell on good ground are those who, having heard the word, with a noble and good heart, keep it and bear fruit with patience. Remember earlier Jesus said that he who has an ear to hear, hear. And the question we have to ask ourselves is, do I have ears to hear? These are the ones who bear fruit. What is fruit? What's the expositional constancy for fruit? What does the Bible say fruit is? The fruit of the Spirit is love, right? Love. You know, my problem is, is I have this list memorized in like two different versions. And so, and it's not New King James, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. When we abide in Jesus, we bear fruit. And the fruit is love. What is that love? It's love for God. It's love for his people, the church. And then it's love for the people who are lost. It's that love for the world, not the worldly things, but for the people who are lost. And and if I don't have that, then I might go back to the Lord and say, Lord, my soil is not right. I don't have love for the people that I need to have love for them. You know, when I was first pastoring, Actually, we were just doing a Bible study, and, and as we were planning the church, doing a Bible study, my wife turns to me one time, and she says, Honey, I feel like you really love to teach God's Word, and I feel like you love the Lord, but I feel like you don't really love the people. And I was like, yeah? Is that a problem? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, you know what? She's right. That is a problem. And, I, and so I started to go to the Lord. I said, Lord, you know what? Give me a love for the people. And good thing was then when we were just doing a Bible study, and I hadn't planted the church yet. And the Lord, fill my heart for love for the people. And I think it's essential that if we're missing that, if we're not seeing fruit in our own life, then he changed our heart and we allow our heart to be changed by the Lord. Let me ask you, is the secret of your dirt, are you soft for God, the things of God? 
Do you see fruit in your life? Is the life of the vine flowing through you? Or is the enemy stolen it away from you? Is your root in something other than Jesus? Or are you wrapped up too much in this life, the thorns of this life, not allowing Jesus to take away the weeds, whatever they may be? You know, the Christian life is, is really simple. I mean, it's complicated because of our hearts, but it is simple. And that is Jesus offers you the abundant life. He offers you a life that is focused and centered on God and His will for your life. And there's nothing else in your life, no matter how tantalizing or appealing it may look, there's nothing in your life that is going to satisfy you than what God has for you. There's nothing. It doesn't matter what it is. There's nothing that can satisfy you because you were created for God and only He can fill that void, that hole inside of your heart, that emptiness inside. And so he sent his only son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross for your sins, God in flesh, dying, making himself a sacrifice for mankind, and then rising from the grave, conquering sin and death, because you owe death for your sin. Your sin has separated you from God, and Jesus paid the price for you so that you could have everlasting life. And so when you say, okay, I get it, I have this wrecked, messed up, self-centered, you know, self-focused life, and I want to exchange it for the life that Jesus has for me. I want to give up my life for the life he has for me. And I don't know what that's going to look like. I don't know if that means you're going to have to leave everything behind like the 12. Remember, that was just a small number of the multitude. Maybe, maybe that's you. Maybe you're going to, he's going to call you into full-time ministry in Botswana. I don't know. Probably not. Or maybe he's just going to send you back to your job and you're just going to work it and be a witness and an example where you are. I, I can't tell you what that's going to look like. But what I can tell you is that whatever Jesus has for you is better than what you've planned out for yourself or what you think is best for you. And so to soften our hearts and say, okay, God, whatever you want in my life, that's what I want. Hands down, that's what I want. Jesus, I want to follow you. And we open our, ourselves up when we, we give our lives to Jesus because He died for us and He wants to give us the life that He has for us. And that's good news. It's good news for you and it's good news for, for me that I can escape the judgment to come. That's, that's better news, right? That I can escape hell and then I can live forever as a child, a son or daughter of the Most High God and have a life that means something in this time. And I hope that, that that's you this morning. Let's pray. Thanks again for listening to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes. If you would like a copy of today's sermon in its entirety, call us at 208-365-0991 or send us a text at 208-991-2756. Be sure to mention today's date. You can also listen to Pastor Mike's latest message on our website at ccemmett.org. And don't forget to search for Calvary Chapel Emmett on iTunes and YouTube. Remember to hit subscribe when you're there. Thanks again for listening, and remember, always abide in truth. Until next time, God bless. Abide in Truth is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Emmett, Idaho.
Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to invite you to watch our services live on Facebook. You can watch us every Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30. Just go to our page, Calvary Chapel of Emmett, and scroll down for the live service. It is an interactive experience. While on our page, feel free to watch previous Sundays as well. So join Calvary Chapel Emmett Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30 on Facebook. We look forward to seeing you. Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to offer you a free gift for joining us today. Right Now Media. Right Now Media has been called the Netflix of Christian Bible studies. With over 30,000 Bible studies and discipleship videos, there's even tons of Christian cartoons for the kids. To get your free account to Right Now Media, just visit our website at ccemmett.org forward slash right now. That's ccemmett.org forward slash right now. And God bless you.